Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello again and welcome. As long as you're not a forester, it's been a fairly reasonable January here in the northeast of Scotland. But as all farmers know, things could change in the coming months. But joining me is Natalie Wood, Agronomy Operations Manager with Yara, to talk about the condition of the crops and the first applications of nitrogen in cereals. But first things first, Natalie, just exactly what state are the crops in around the country just now? Hi, Ken. Yeah, I mean, crops got off to a good start in the autumn. Um, We had some really good looking fields, you know, heading into that Christmas period. Um, And as we come towards spring, we now need to think about how to manage these crops so that we don't stall their growth, really, once it starts to uh, regrow in the coming weeks. And that really means being timely with the first application of nitrogen. Yeah, definitely. Um, And with a lot of forward crops, then, you know, that needs managing as well. So it's just um, planning for that, I guess. Because presumably with this mild winter, they've used a fair amount of nitrogen that's already been in the soil. So it is a case of knowing exactly when that application should be. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the crops will tell you when they're actively growing. Um, It's just what to look for um, and then judge how much to go with at that first nitrogen timing. And what are you looking for? What are you trying to build up to? Um, Well, as usual, you know, we're looking at that target population in April of about a thousand shoots per metre squared, um, which equates to about 250 plants per metre squared. Um, And, you know, as you've said, as crops were looking good in the winter, it means they've utilised those soil nitrogen levels from what's been mineralised. And what we don't want to happen is for that momentum to run out, you know, once they've depleted those reserves. Um, You know, I've mentioned in previous podcasts, crops will start to grow at five degrees soil temperature, um, which means they can quickly run out of steam in early spring, you know, if you've not been able to get back on. Um, as soon as weather and soil conditions are therefore conducive, hopefully, fingers crossed, towards the uh, mid to end of February, um, the crop's growing and then an application of NPKS compound is ideal at that timing. NPKS, as I say, it's not just nitrogen, we're talking here about phosphate, potash and sulphur. Yeah, so when soils are cold and have potentially been waterlogged over the winter period, their root system can become compromised. Um, and that means they've lost some of those secondary roots that they had grown before that winter period set in. Um, this, you know, this now means that they have less availability to take up water and therefore nutrients from the soil solution. Um, and you know, it's coming up to that rapid growth period now um, in the spring. So, as I mentioned, soils are cold, which means that availability of some of those nutrients, particularly uh, phosphate, for example, is compromised in the soil. So it's kind of a double whammy for the crops, small roots plus that low nutrient availability. Um, And that's why we really need to think about an MPKS compound as that first application. We're then supplying that crop with fresh available nutrients and the crop can easily access them, even with that potentially poor root system. Um, This then kickstarts that growth and supplies the crop until the soil temperatures increase and the nutrients start to become more available in the soil. Um, and you, I think you mentioned about uh, how do we know they're growing? Well, you know, a key indicator of that is getting out into the field, looking, uh, digging up some plants and looking at the root tips. And you're looking for that fresh white colour, really. And um, that shows that there's new growth and therefore the roots are actively searching for, for nutrients and water. But uh, it's a bit of a tightrope with the, the fact you don't want any, any valuable fertiliser to wash off or to leach off. So it's a case of no. getting the balance right. You talk about waterlogged yes. soils there, particularly as, as increasingly that's going to be a penalty type uh, event. 
Yeah, certainly, you know, we don't want to be putting any uh, nitrogen or phosphate into into waterways, etc. So that's why we need to make sure the crop is actively growing when we put the uh, fertilizer on so that there's less chance of any being lost. And of course, we don't want to apply to waterlogged soils, etc. Um, anything really to reduce that uh, potential loss. So while the farmer's boots do the best uh, fertilizer, in fact, it's the farmer's spade that's going to be equally important. Yes, certainly. Uh, what about application rates? Uh, and and are there any tools that can help farmers make those decisions? Increasingly complex. Yeah. So what we are looking to determine for this first application rate is it's really from the the growth of the crop is what you're looking at. You know whether it's a forward or backwards crop will alter the rate that you want to to go on at. Um, for forward crops, then you're talking around 60 kilograms of nitrogen per hectare. And for backwards, potentially late drilled crops, then we want to increase this to say up to 80 kilos to, to help with increasing that biomass. Um, in terms of tools, then as part of the app farm app, there is the end photo analysis. So this um, just determines how much nitrogen has been taken up over winter from taking photos of the crop. It compares those photos to our database, which has got thousands of photos on, and then can recommend a rate for that first application. So it kind of just takes the guesswork out of that um, first decision that you've got to make. And then obviously, as the season progresses, we can use the end tester tool to help determine subsequent application rates, you know, as the season goes on. That's incredible technology, but it, it is because so many, there's so much data now in the system, it, it, it becomes surer and surer and more certain. Yeah, yeah, we've got a hell of a lot of um, pictures in that system um, database. So, you know, it's comparing, it's not comparing it to just a couple. We've got uh, a robust data set there that helps us give a, an accurate recommendation. That uh, is incredible. Uh, we mentioned expensive, valuable inputs. Where are we at with the whole price picture at the moment? Yeah, we're not we're not going to get away from that elephant in the room, are we? Um, and of course, yeah, we need to take the pricing into account. Um, unfortunately, as I speak, you know, the pricing hasn't changed much from various factors. You know, the gas price is still high, etc. So, yeah, um, if you're buying now, then prices are still very high. Um, however, we know from our long-term you know, nitrogen response data that this first 100 kilograms is the most crucial. And that's where you're going to get the best return on investment, you know, almost irrespective of the price. Um, the first 100 kilos gives you that most kilograms of grain per kilogram of nitrogen. So, you know, you're getting the best return on that. Um, therefore, really, you don't want to cut back any nitrogen from this first timing. If you are looking to cut back, then those kind of savings can be made at, at later timings just due to how important this first one is. Um, you know, it's also important because we can manipulate the tiller number at this timing. Um, I've mentioned before, but wheat switches from that biomass production um, and therefore obviously tiller production to its reproductive phase in around the third week of March. So therefore we need to build that biomass before that cutoff with sufficient amounts of nitrogen. Um, and as I mentioned, possibly we've got that compromised root system. So we also want to build that root system as well um, because often, you know, it doesn't seem like it but March and April are actually some of the driest months so we've got to try and build some resilience in there into that root system to cope with those potentially dry conditions that could come up. Yes you've talked about waterlogging but in fact uh, recent weather forecast stressed there's a fair bit of the country actually is, has had an undersupply of rain this year so we could be getting into that situation very easily. Yeah certainly you know once March and April comes and if we don't have much more rain yeah it could start to be an issue. 
And so you did mention their changes to husbandry. They would all come later in the year where pe people are having to perhaps tweak costs against uh, and inputs against uh, the, the, the market rates, as it were. But that's later. Get this, this hundred, first 100 kilos is yeah. vitally important. Yeah, so this first application, as I say, 60 to 80 kilos. But on the unresponse curve, that first 100 kilos is the most crucial, which, of course, the second part of that will go into the second application but really it's the second and third applications where you would want to cut back if you are going with a, a reduced rate due to the economic optimum. Some farmers uh, have obviously been holding back hoping to, perhaps for prices to fall um, so that you know one or two still have some ordering to do. How concerned are you about the availability of trucks and delivery on time etc because uh, that's certainly something that uh, the grassland people have been advising farmers to take care about? Yeah, I mean, I know Yara itself as a company hasn't had any issues with supply. We've kept all our factories open, etc. Um, but obviously there are other companies within the UK that perhaps, um, you know, have, won't have maximum production. So, you know, certainly I don't know if there will be enough nitrogen to go around as there is. Um, so that could be an issue. But in terms of, yeah, transport, etc. from our side of things, then I don't see you know, we haven't got any any delays, but of course, Yara can't, you know, supply the whole of the UK if there are issues with other people's supply chain, etc. So, yeah, it's certainly a bit of a concern um, as we go forwards. We've mentioned other nutrients already, but any additional thoughts on those? Um, yeah, well, of course, we know, you know, sulfur, phosphate and potassium are key nutrients in the spring. Um, and that's why I mentioned using that MPKS at that first timing. Um, we want to increase the nitrogen use efficiency as much as possible, and we do this by making sure all nutrients are working together to get that best uptake and utilization efficiency. So, you know, really it's, it's all about a nutrient use efficiency rather than just nitrogen use efficiency. Um, how do we do this? Well, simply, you know, we've got to put the right rates on at the right time to get the most out of them. Um, and when they're all in sufficient supply, that's when we get the best overall nutrient use efficiency. Um, so a good product to use early in the spring, you know, not long after the fertilizer application is a actually a foliar product. So Yaravita Magfos K, as the name suggests, it's got magnesium, phosphate and potassium. Um, and with it being a foliar application, you know, it's efficient at getting into the, the plant and can help kickstart the growth whilst, you know, waiting for that first um, fertilizer application to get into the soil solution, et cetera, and be taken up by the plant. So, you know, that can kind of kickstart the growth there. Um, obviously, there's all sorts of other micronutrients, but I'm guessing, you know, we'll probably do a, a later podcast on that. So I won't go into those too much detail at the moment, but spring obviously is a key timing for um, micronutrients, but a, a few months down the line. Right. So as we come to the end, then sum up, what are the key points you want farmers to remember? Yeah, so this first application is important for uh, tiller manipulation and securing that yield potential. So that first 100 kilos being crucial, don't be tempted to drop any from the rate from your first um, application timing. Use tools to help determine the nitrogen rate to apply, usually between 60 to 80 kilos of nitrogen per hectare for this first timing, and that depends on the crop's growth so far. Uh, using an MPKS will help increase overall nutrient use efficiency when soils are cold and root systems are compromised. Failing that, um, then definitely an NS compound is a must. And then finally, 
the foliar application of something like YRV to Magfos K can help boost the growth whilst the crop's waiting to get that first uh, nitrogen application taken up. Sound advice there from Agronomy Operations Manager, Natalie Wood. And thank you very much indeed. I'll be back with more advice from the Yara experts in a couple of weeks' time, so join me then. And let's hope the coming months give us the conditions we're looking for around the country. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.